0: As. God. Intended.
1: Let's go. Most pure, clean, most potent. Natural medicines you can buy today. Go to globalhealing.com. Use the discount code out loud to save an additional percentage off any products at Global Healing. What products do I recommend? Today I would recommend Ashwagandha and I would recommend Foreign Protein Cleanse. Go to globalhealing.com. Use the discount code out loud at checkout. All right, today I'm going to actually do an entire show on. A substack that uh, Dr. Sherry Tempany just shared with me. Well, vaping is not cool whatsoever, but I want to share with you her thoughts here, then I'm going to expand on it. All right. Dr. Sherry Tempany writes, I recently finished watching Dr. Brian Artis' documentary, The Antidote. It is both interesting and fascinating, especially the section on refuting the long-held, well-published theory that nicotine is addictive and harmful. As Dr. Artis explained, the tobacco industry discovered that nicotine was not addictive back in the early 1970s. They added chemicals to cigarettes to make smoking addictive to build the tobacco industry. Nicotine is found naturally in a lot of healthy foods, including eggplants, celery, and the nightshade family of vegetables. I encourage you to watch Dr. Bryan's film. Yes, it's long, two and a half hours. The research, the health benefits of nicotine, and why governments want to ban nicotine gum and nicotine patches. She then continues, the intent of this substack is not to delve into the debate around nicotine. It's to talk about the realities of e-cigarettes. Much of this information has been sourced from an extensive Surgeon General report released in 2016. The full details can be found here as she states. And she shares uh, her links on e-cigs. Now I'm going to get in this too because this is Looking for Healing Radio. I'm just going to tell you please do not look for healing in cigarettes and in e-cigs. Nicotine by itself is a nutrient and is very beneficial in a lot of respects to improve cognitive function, neurological issues like Alzheimer's, Lou Gehrig's disease, Parkinson's uh, mood disorders, schizophrenia, bipolarism. All of these have published improvements, including autism with the use of nicotine. But not from nicotine found in cigarettes or tobacco products. All right. So, this substack written by Dr. Sherry Timpany, I'd like to share with the audiences here because if anybody listening is wondering if their children, grandchildren, students they know are using e cigarettes, you might want to know the truth about these and not hesitate to warn, inspire, and educate others on the harms of e cigs and cigarettes or traditional. Tobacco products. All right, so in her substack, she continues. In a paragraph titled, Short History of Smoking and E-Cigarettes, in the 1880s and 1890s, many novel products were attempted to block what was thought to be poisonous components of tobacco. In 1913, the Camel brand was a new kind of cigarette that introduced high nicotine content by using harsh, burly tobacco. A few years later, in 1916, American tobacco introduced its lucky strike blended cigarette. And in 1918, Leggett and Myers reformulated its Chesterfield brand to make it more palatable to users. The landmark 1964 Surgeon General's report on smoking and health concluded that e-cigarette smoking contributed substantially to mortality from certain specific diseases, including lung cancer. Remember, this is 1964. At that point, the finger pointing at tar and nicotine as the cause of illness caused by smoking tobacco. What is never spoken much about are the chemicals approved for use in tobacco-based cigarettes. These are approximately 600 ingredients in cigarettes. When burned, cigarettes create more than 7,000 chemicals. At least 69 of these chemicals are known to cause cancer and many others are toxic. While the public is warned about the danger of the poisons in these products, there is no such warning for the toxins in tobacco smoke. And smoking pure, even organic, unadulterated tobacco leaves, such as those smoked by Native Americans, are in a totally different class. Here are a few, Dr. Sherry Tempany continues, of the chemicals in tobacco smoke as listed on the American Lung Association website. First, acetone. Yes, fingernail polish is in tobacco products. Acetic acid, an ingredient in hair dyes. Ammonia, a common household cleaner. Arsenic, used in rat poison. Benzenes, found in rabbit cement. Sorry, found in rubber cement and gasoline. Cadmium, active components in battery acid. Carbon monoxide, released in car exhaust fumes. Formaldehyde is an embalming fluid. Hexamines are found in barbecue lighter fluid. Lead, used in batteries. Nephthalene, an ingredient in mothballs. Methanol, a main component in rocket fuel. Tar, material for paving roads. Toluene, used to manufacture paint. These are just some of the 600 chemicals right now the FDA has approved for cigarettes and tobacco giants to add to their tobacco products of any kind. Now, what about e-cigarettes? Sherry Tempany is going to continue. What about e-cigarettes? Even though there has been a substantial decline in the amount of cigarettes smoked over the last 20 years, there has been a dramatic rise in the use of electronic cigarettes. These devices are referred to by the companies themselves and by consumers as e-cigs, e-cigarettes, cigalikes, e-hooktas, e-hooktas, e-hookas, mods, vape pens, vapes, and tank systems. An early prototype of the current e-cigarette appeared in the U.S. in 1963. The application was a smokeless, non-tobacco cigarette, replacing burning tobacco and paper with heated, moist-flavored air. A battery-powered heating element would heat the flavor elements without combustion. The favor cigarette, introduced in 1986, was another early non-combustible product promoted as an alternative nicotine-containing tobacco product. However, the first device knew now recognized as an e-cigarette that was developed in 2003 by a Chinese pharmacist. It became part of the U.S. market by the mid-2000s. Sales of e-cigs accelerated rapidly since 2007. By 2014, an estimated 90% of the world's production of e-cigarette technology and products came from mainland China. A report released by the CDC on June 22, 2023 found, that is this summer, Quote from the CDC, Overall, e-cigarette monthly unit sales increased by 46%, from 15 million units in January of 2020 to 22 million units in December of 2022. During this study period, the number of brands increased by 46.2%, from 184 companies to 269 brands of e-cigs. The study showed that menthol-flavored e-cigarette sales remained stable, and unit shares of tobacco-flavored and mint-flavored products decreased. Shares of other flavor sales, which include fruit, clove, spice, candy, sweets, and chocolate, however, increased from 29% to 41.3% of all of them. Interestingly, Dr. Tiffinier continues, menthol in cigarettes has long been known to cause a detrimental effect on the lungs. In 2015, a large-scale cohort study reported, That more frequent and more severe exacerbations of chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, COPD, were observed in menthol cigarette smokers compared to non-menthol cigarette smokers. Now for the components inside of these e-cigs, the e-liquids in e-cigarettes are most often flavored. A study estimated that 7,700 unique flavors existed in 2014 and that most were fruit or candy flavors. A content analysis of the products available via online retail websites documented that tobacco, mint, coffee, and fruit flavors were the most common, followed by candy flavors like bubble gum, Belgian waffles, and alcoholic drink flavors, and strawberry daiquiris, for example. Some retail stores are also manufacturers that create custom flavors, which increases the variety of flavors available. Flavors have been used for decades to attract youth and to mask the flavor and harshness of tobacco. E-cigarettes are available through convenience stores, tobacco stores, pharmacies, big box retail chains such as Costco, online retailers, and shops called vape shops. The shops are often designed as cafes and lounges to promote socializing. Advertising for conventional cigarettes has been prohibited from radio and television since 1971. However, e-cig products can be advertised And promoted on radio and TV, at sporting and music events, in movie theaters, and all across social media. Quantitative and qualitative studies have identified approximately 60 to 70 compounds in each liquid tested with at least 18 additional compounds generated during the vaporization process. So, I'm not reading now. I just want you all to know that what she's describing is they've got multiple chemicals in their products, 60 to 70 in every e-cigarette liquid. But even when you burn those to get the smoke, you're creating a myriad of additional chemicals they haven't even identified yet. This book chapter on toxicology of compounds within e-cigarettes is extensive. She continues, if you're interested in the detailed chemistry of these and more, you can find the details in this chapter. Here's a partial list of substances found in e-cigarette constituents, section five. Number one, solvent carriers, polyethylene, glycol, and glycerol. There's also carcinogens listed, known to cause cancer, that include acetyl and formaldehyde. Inside of e-cigarettes liquids, they also have tobacco-specific nitrosamines and aldehydes. Also listed in e-cigarettes liquids is metals such as nickel, tin, and lead. Acroline, which is an herbicide to kill weeds, can cause irreversible lung damage, including asthma, COPD, and cancer tobacco alkaloids, carbonyl compounds, and then ultrafine particles that can be inhaled deep into the lungs have been identified in e-cigarettes, aerosols, cartridges, refill liquids, and environmental emissions. Now, I want to speak to this. When we made the world aware that nicotine is the antidote for COVID, the ultimate antidote, nicotine is in tobacco products. Tobacco products, we have all been told In the mainstream media, this is Dr. Artis talking, we've all been told that nicotine causes cancer and addiction. However, at the same time, they added a chemical called pyrazines to tobacco products to make them addictive in the 70s. The tobacco giant started adding arsenic to the paper, wrapping the cigarettes. Arsenic is a known cancer-causing compound, so as you inhale burned arsenic, you're going to develop cancer, but they blamed it on nicotine. They figured out a way to bastardize tobacco, the plant, lace it with poisonous metals that cause cancer, like arsenic. The FDA approved 600 added chemicals that are all disease-causing, health-risk-causing compounds. And then they blamed all the lung diseases, cancers, on nicotine. No different than what you're seeing with e-cigs here. Dr... Sherry Tempany said that in e-cigarette liquids, they're adding a substance called acrolein. A-C-R-O-L-E-I-N. It's an herbicide to kill weeds and can cause irreversible lung damage, including asthma, COPD, and cancer. Now, just so you know, this actually allows our federal agencies to say in the mainstream media that e-cigs are dangerous. It also allows them to continue to tell you that tobacco products that contain nicotine are dangerous and cause cancers. They do not. They are adding chemicals to the tobacco products to make them addictive and e-cigs to make them addictive and cancer causing. So they can continue to lie to you and tell you that this is being caused by nicotine and it is not. People are still lying to us. E-cigs are not good or healthy for you. It would, it's, it's like me telling you, the audiences, that an apple a day keeps the doctor away. And then I started selling an apple and then started publishing articles that apples cause cancer. Only for you later to find out that I have injected all of my apples I'm selling you and telling you are organic. I've actually been injecting arsenic, formaldehyde, and venom inside those apples. All of which those three things I just named, venoms, formaldehyde, arsenic are all known cancer causing agents. It would be no different than now coming out and going, you know what, apples are bad for you? Apples contain ingredients that cause cancer when in fact they don't, unless I add them. That's no different than what they're doing with the tobacco industry. Doctor Sherry Timpany continues, in general, e-cigarettes often contain propylene, glycol, and glycerol, mixed with un sorry, mixed with concentrated flavors. And optionally, a variable percentage of nicotine. PG is a common additive in food. It is also used to make things like antifreeze, paints, and artificial smoke and fog machines. In January 2018, the National Academies of Science, Engineering, and Medicine released a consensus study report and reviewed over 800 different studies called, quote, Public Health Consequences of E-Cigarettes, end quote. This report, I quote, That report made clear, using e-cigarettes causes health risk. It concluded that e-cigarettes both contain and emit a number of potentially toxic substances. The Academy's report also states there is moderate evidence that youth who use e-cigarettes are at increased risk for for cough and wheezing and an increase in asthma exacerbation. There is conclusive evidence that in addition to nicotine, most e-cigarette products contain and emit numerous potentially toxic substances. All right, please remember, this is Looking for Healing Radio. I'm sharing a Substack by Dr. Sherry Tempany. Dr. Sherry Tempany has been a hero of mine for years. She sent me her Substack this morning to review, and we will continue to go through that. This to me, as Dr. Sherry Tempany has found, watching my documentary called The Antidote. If you go to the Dr. Artist Show, you can see it on the homepage. It's free. Go watch it. It's an interview of um, me by Dr. or sorry, by Jason Shirka. Uh, called The Antidote. Go there and watch it. Sherry Tempany watched the whole thing and is now writing a Substack article on it of why she believes it's important everybody watches The Antidote and then knows about the potential harms of e-cigs and tobacco products. Remember, you can tune in to Looking for Healing Radio every Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Please tune in every single day. Tomorrow will be Nicola Burnett. The next day will be Dr. Janice Schmidt and then Dr. Henry Ely and then all, five, all four of us, actually, on Friday mornings. Remember, you can post a question at Looking for Healing Radio. We'll be right back after these messages.
0: Spike proteins help viruses enter into your cells, disrupting your health and your well-being. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body of spike proteins, which allows your body to repair from within supporting your immune and respiratory systems, and regulating your inflammatory response. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, foreign protein cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to AmericaOutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally.
2: How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? In 2008, people could spend an average of 12 seconds on a task without becoming distracted. Five years later, it was only 8 seconds. The digital age is narrowing our attention span. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top, shoot it down. Thousands of five-star reviews proves it works. Supercharge your brain and see the difference. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD.
1: All right, welcome back to Looking for Healing Radio. I'm Dr. Brian Artis. In the first segment, we actually reviewed a Substack article written by the great queen of vaccine information, and that is Dr. Sherry Tempany. She has written a new Substack titled, Vaping is Not Cool. And she just posted it uh, a couple days ago. I am reviewing that article after she sent it to me. She was motivated after watching the documentary I just released called antidote discussing the nicotine benefits and protective nature of nicotine when it comes to covid and all future viruses now she's exposing the truth about e-cigarettes and the toxic substances inside of them and now i'm going to continue here with the finalizing of her Substack, and then we're going to visit here over some of the things we have learned this is looking for healing radio this segment's being brought to you by energetic health institute go to energetic health institute Dot org and take advantage of all of the courses that Dr Henry ely energetic org has where you can be educated become certified in nutritional practices and healing practices using natural therapeutics go to org remember the discount discount code out loud to save additional savings on anything there that is offered and I couldn't be more proud of Dr Henry Ely and all that he's doing All right, now continuing in Dr. Sherry Tempani's substack for the last two chapters or sections called legal restrictions. Many cigarette manufacturers, she says, have turned to vaping because e-cigarettes have previously been marketed as a safe alternative to traditional cigarettes. The FDA rejected these claims, and in September of 2010, the U.S. Court of Appeals decided that e-cigarettes may not be marketed as a safe alternative to cigarettes or as a smoking cessation device but instead must be sold as a smokeless tobacco product, subject to the same rules and regulations of other tobacco products. This ruling remains controversial because e-cigarettes contain no tobacco. Nevertheless, the potential harmful effects of vaping have led the FDA to issue internet warnings regarding the risks of vaping. What's the bottom line she wraps up her Substack article with? Sucking chemicals, flavors, and heated solutions into the lugs, substances that don't belong there, is not in any way good for your health, and it doesn't look cool. (laughs) Great Substack article. Follow Sherry Tempany. Go to her Substack and uh, follow her, please. Dr. Sherry Tempany, S-H-E-R-R-I Tempany, T-E-N-P-E-N-N-Y. Her article is dated November 11th, 2023. All right, so let's continue here because there's a lot to learn and uncover here. One is e-cigarettes are not safe and are not effective. Tobacco products conventionally made that are non-organic. We're talking about all cigarettes, tobacco chew. I would not trust any of those products to chew on them or to smoke them. However, there are organic tobacco manufacturers, those you can trust. I don't typically ever, and I won't here either recommend the idea of smoking anything into your lungs. The primary job of your lungs are to draw in oxygen and put it in your blood to be circulated throughout your tissues. Why would you put any other chemicals in with oxygen into your lungs? For me? It's kind of the same narrative as why would we continue to drink sodas and alcohol when the kidneys are designed to filter water, they are not designed to filter alcohol. They're not designed to filter sugar. They're designed to filter water. In fact, all of life, all mammals on Earth, require water as the primary substance or life. Herds of animals do not migrate all over continents on this Earth looking for Dr. Pepper, looking for Capri Sun, looking for Kool-Aid, looking for Jack Daniels. The majority of all mammals on Earth scour the earth looking for water so no different here don't put anything but oxygen in your lungs or air in your lungs you don't need to add chemicals to it you'd also don't need to add chemicals to your body you need water pure water distilled water structured water is even better but uh and we've covered that many many times all right so what do we know about nicotine if we haven't talked about it here on looking for healing radio i would like to in this segment which I have about 13 minutes left in. I would like to discuss with you what are some of the things I have found that nicotine is beneficial to prevent and reverse. And I'll try to take this slowly. Uh, But I was really disappointed when Dr. Buttar died. Dr. Rashid Buttar, rest his soul. I was really devastated when he died. One was he'd asked me to do a presentation a week after his death. He was going to hold a conference called the Advanced Medicine Conference. He asked me to do a presentation there after I told him what I wanted to present on. He goes, please do that. Uh, I was going to do a presentation on four irreversible diseases. Nicotine is published to reverse. So there's way more than that, actually. I've just been shocked to find out. This is Looking for Healing Radio. I hammer that away and remind everybody of the title. Every time I do a show, people are looking for healing, which I hear from thousands of people every week that they want my help with symptoms that they believe they can live without. So let's talk about what some of those are. So at that conference, the first thing I was going to discuss, there is a scientific journal titled Marine Drugs, M-A-R-I-N-E, Drugs. This is a journal online. In Marine Drugs Journal in 2021, they started investigating during the Pandemic, what happens when they inject into mammal animals? What happens when we inject them with king cobra toxin called cobra toxin, cobra's venom? And what happens when we inject conotoxins, cone snail venoms, into mammals injected? So while you and I were being locked down and coerced and bullied to get a COVID 19 vaccine, they were actually publishing and studying what's the effects of venoms of cone snails. And venoms of cobras, what does it do when it crosses the blood brain barrier? What these researchers discovered and could reproduce within 72 hours every time is they could create, over and over and over, they could create a glioblastoma to be developed in the brainstem of every mammal within 72 hours and injecting them with cone snail venoms and called conotoxins, and king cobra venom called cobra toxins. Now this is important because all the COVID-19 vaccines have in them spike protein genes, and spike protein genes were found by DNA experts to be king cobra venom called cobra toxin. Identically, what they are injecting into these mammals. And when they published that in 72 hours they could create a glioblastoma, that they confirmed with electron microscopy, taking really intense digital images of the brain. They could publish over and over and over. They could actually create a glioblastoma within 72 hours. If you haven't heard about the turbo cancers going on around the world, a glioblastoma in 72 hours or less would be a turbo cancer. So this is what they know they can develop using venoms. Now, why is this important? Because what they did in these studies was not what you would expect. They actually took three different doses of nicotine, three different doses of nicotine. And they wanted to know which dose of nicotine completely cures the individual mammal of glioblastomas. And do you know that within 72 hours, they they confirmed that they could completely dissolve 50% of the tumor within 72 hours by just administering nicotine? Now, in this study, for those of you wondering, if you have loved ones that have been diagnosed with a brain tumor, just so you know, the number one most commonly diagnosed brain tumor on Earth right now. Over 50% of all brain tumors on the Earth, 100% of all of them, 50% plus are confirmed to be glioblastomas. The exact same brain tumor that they are publishing right now, they can create with the same venoms they found in COVID patients. So... What they did was they injected these doses, 0.1 milligram of nicotine for every 2.2 pounds of body weight. When they injected that amount, nothing happened to the glioblastoma. So they took a dose of 0.1 milligrams of nicotine for every 2.2 pounds of body weight, injected that into the mammal over 72 hours. They gave that dose every 24 hours hours for 72 hours and it did nothing to the tumor when they decided to kick that dose up to 0.2 milligrams for every 2.2 pounds 50 of the entire glioblastoma was dissolved and reversed in 72 hours or less when they went up to 0.4 milligrams so they just kept doubling the dose 0.1 for every 2.2 pounds then they went to 0.2 milligrams for every 2.2 pounds Then they went to 0.4 milligrams for every 2.2 pounds. They found the 0.2 milligram for every 2.2 pounds of body weight of nicotine and the dose of 0.4 milligrams for every 2.2 pounds of body weight. They found those doses of nicotine were enough to completely dissolve a glioblastoma in less than uh, 48 hours. Sorry, less than 72 hours. In each of the doses of 0.2 and 0.4 milligrams, when they saw 50% of the tumor dissolve at 72 hours, they then canceled the treatment. They permanently stopped the treatment with nicotine. They did not continue them for another 72 hours to confirm that they could reverse the entire brain tumor. I wonder why they stopped the study at 72 hours when they saw how effective nicotine was. All right, so this was the first thing I was going to show the world is that they were publishing during the pandemic while they were locking us down that nicotine also could reverse glioblastoma tumors. That right now, Dr. William Mackis in Canada has a substack called COVID Intel. COVID Intel. And all he's doing is posting all the horrific disease diagnoses after the COVID-19 shots and all the deaths of young people and categories of people all over the world within days of receiving their COVID-19 vaccines. Glioblastomas in young people, brain tumors, are a very commonly diagnosed cause of death and illness in young people now after getting the COVID-19 vaccines. And these marine drug articles will tell you why these young people are not using nicotine products. We have all been brainwashed to believe nicotine is deadly, toxic, and addictive, and it is not. So, of course, these young people getting these shots that are going to have spike protein genes made from venoms injected into their bodies, telling their body to make more venoms, they are going to develop cancers. And as a reminder real quick for the audiences, the reason why they are so confident that they know they can create cancers and kill people is they have known since 1956 by the work of Stanley Cohen, C-O-A-T-N, and a lady named Rita, these two scientists uh, discovered snake venom exposed to developing neurological tissue and organs in a mammal through two invisible factors, they said, in 1956 by venom. They said, all venoms have this invisible factor. We're going to call nerve growth factor. Venom causes cancer growth in brain tissue and nerve tissue of mammals. Then they said the venom also causes an invisible factor, side effect, an invisible side effect they called epidermal growth factor. Epidermal growth factor is their fancy term for we can create a tumor in any skin tissue in a mammal. And yes, I'm talking about skin cancer on the outside of your body. I'm talking about skin cancer inside your body, like colon cancer. Just so you know that every organ in your body is covered with something called epidermis. So is your skin on the outside of your body. So they call this epidermal growth factor. They know they can create any epidermal tissue that includes all organ tissue, skin tissue. They can develop tumors called cancer tumors with venoms. We also gave Rita and Dr. Stanley Cohen, these two scientists, we gave them a Nobel prize in 1986 for discovering venoms cause cancer growths, And now they know how to Contribute to creating more and more cancers worldwide by injecting 5 billion people with COVID 19 weaponized venoms. And you're going to see massive amounts of cancer as a result. All right. So that's one thing. So that is one irreversible disease in humans that they know they can create with venoms, glioblastoma brain tumors. And they know that they can reverse it with nicotine administration. However, There's not a single neurologist or oncologist who will diagnose a glioblastoma tumor in a human who I've ever heard say the cure is nicotine. So my question is, how come research scientists are doing studies funded by the pharmaceutical industry to see can they create a brain tumor with venoms injected into a mammal, which every human is also a mammal? What happens when we inject venoms in a mammal? They're paying scientists to do this and then they're paying them to see if nicotine will reverse it. Did you know that there are multiple synthetic forms of nicotines being created by drug manufacturers all over the world and they are testing their new (laughs) nicotine-derived drugs to be a cure for things like glioblastoma? But they're not going to tell you it's nicotine found in eggplants, cauliflower, you name it. They're not going to tell you that. They're going to tell you This is a drug that's going to mimic nicotine's action, and this is going to be the cure for your cancer in the future. Well, I would like to know why it is they're not telling oncologists now to just use nicotine to reverse brain tumors. Every single person being diagnosed with glioblastoma, turbo cancers right now, are being told they need chemotherapy, surgery, and they die anyway. Why don't they just use nicotine like scientists are figuring out? All right. Now, there's also three other irreversible supposedly irreversible human diseases that are also being cured with nicotine that I was going to discuss at the advanced medicine conference. The second condition is actually Parkinson's. So during the pandemic, while we're being locked down, they're injecting bungarotoxin toxin, snake venom, cobra toxin, snake venom, tono toxins from cone snails into mammals. And they're publishing that within 72 hours, they can create a Parkinson's, mammal or animal within 72 hours by injecting those venoms that they found in every COVID-19 patient. Every COVID-19 patient who had spike proteins in their body, spike proteins were identified by DNA experts to be identical to cobra toxin from King Cobra's venom and bungarotoxin toxin from the crate snake, which is an Asian deadly venomous snake. So, These two venoms, they're also injecting into mammals during the pandemic to find out can they create a Parkinson's animal, and they do. Within 72 hours of creating the Parkinson's animal, subjecting them to venoms, they then turned around and injected those same animals with the same doses of nicotine I just gave you that they used in the glioblastoma studies. And what they found was when they used 0.2 milligrams of nicotine intravenously, and 0.4 milligrams of nicotine per 2.2 pounds of body weight, called a kilogram. When they used 0.2 milligrams of nicotine and 0.4 milligrams of nicotine, they could reverse the Parkinson's animal's symptoms. Now, this is incredible because what they also publish in these documents is that this actually coincides also with the aware, the published truth in science that even smokers are least likely for developing Parkinson's. Isn't that interesting? They even published that there's studies that show identical twins who have the same genetics. The twin that smokes doesn't get Parkinson's. The one that doesn't smoke is the only one that gets it. All right. We're going to be right back after these messages. Thank you for joining us at Looking for Healing Radio. We'll be right back.
2: Outloud.news. Liberty and justice for all.
0: This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to AmericaOutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital.
1: My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work.
0: Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at EnergeticHealthInstitute.org.
1: Welcome back to Looking for Healing Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Brian Artis. All right, we're going to continue our discussion here. Uh, this segment is going to be brought to you by the dot com. Go and purchase foreign protein cleanse right now. There's, I've already we had like five thousand units we had made originally a month ago. We're down to our last several hundred. You might as well get it now. We're having to wait for more to be made. I will take you through somewhat what, what are some of the benefits there in in the in the context of this radio show's discussion, including Dr. Sherry Timpani's Substack that she just wrote, titled Vaping is Not Cool, and highlighting and reviewing the Antidote documentary I just released uh, about a month and a half ago with Jason Shurka. Everybody should watch it. It's on my homepage at thedrartishow.com. In respect to this conversation, in my new product I just released called Foreign Protein Cleanse, the very first ingredient you will see in our blend of herbs and substances and nutrients. You will see the very first ingredient is called labellia, wildcrafted labellia. Now, just so you all know, the reason why it's listed first is usually when you list in your a blend on a supplement facts panel for a product. If there's a blend, the manufacturer will list in order the blend of herbs that have the highest content amidst the other ingredients. So typically they list them in amounts first. Those are the greatest amounts to the least inside the product. So when you see that wildcrafted labellia is the first ingredient in there, you as a as a consumer should know that's going to be the product in the in the actual bottle of the highest content by weight. So inside this product called Foreign Protein Cleanse, and just so y'all know by definition, foreign protein by definition all viruses are considered either enveloped or non-enveloped foreign proteins. So it doesn't matter whether you believe COVID-19 was a virus or a venom. It doesn't matter. Venoms and viruses are foreign proteins, and they do not belong in your body. So the reason why we call this foreign protein cleanse is every single virus in the future, every single venom in the future we're going to be exposed to, glyphosate being one of those synthetic venoms, they are proteins you need foreign protein cleanse to help you eradicate these from your body. Foreign protein cleanse contains wildcrafted labelia. Wildcrafted labelia is what we all know to be Indian tobacco. The team at Global Healing with Dr. Ed Group's leadership, was able to secure for me organically grown wild-crafted, non-GMO Indian tobacco from India. We cold-press each of the plants in this mix to get out not only nicotine, but the other substances in the plant that help nicotine as a therapeutic agent. So, you'll see wildcrafted labelia in our foreign protein cleanse. The reason for that is this helps us to release and protect the nicotine receptors that line all of our cells in our human body that venoms target and all viruses target also. That is what is inside foreign protein cleanse number one. All right, so this segment's being brought to you by Form Protein Cleanse, why there's Any tobacco in it. And for fun, me and Dr. Ed Group and their team at Global Healing will be in the future already looking to source nicotine found in organic eggplants, eggplant powder. We're already doing that. Eggplant by nature and designed by God or Mother Nature. However you choose to look at nature, either created by God or created by Mother Nature. Eggplants have the second highest amount of nicotine of all plants on earth, second only to tobacco plants. So as the world now, every industrialized nation around the world is trying to ban and find a way to ban tobacco sales and restrict access to nicotine-saving products, we're going to have to find resources where uh, we can either source our own organic tobacco products, which we are already doing, we're already acquiring organic tobacco seeds, looking at uh, farming and and harvesting our own organic tobacco in farms around the world. That's number one. And then number two, how do we source uh, nicotine from other plants around the world that uh, they have not yet started to target? Eggplants being the highest. Second highest containing nicotine plant. Tomatoes being the third. All right, so foreign protein cleanse. Go get yours. I take two capsules. Two don't know how to use foreign protein cleanse. It's got some very bitter herb, herbs and plants in it that neutralize all venoms and viruses and kill them and remove them from your body. They do not taste good. One of those plants is wormwood. Wormwood is the herb that actually has every mechanism of action of ivermectin. You can do everything ivermectin does with a plant and have no side effects like ivermectin will have eventually on the body. So that's why we prefer the plants that God created. So uh, it doesn't taste very good. Wormwood is very bitter. The Labelia, a little bit bitter, but the bitterness can stay in your mouth for like 20 minutes. And yes, I've done it. I actually choose to put it inside of a double O capsule on the glass dropper for foreign protein cleanse. When you draw it up out of the bottle, you want to draw it up to the marker on the glass dropper or pipette. You want to draw up enough to where it reads one milliliters. One milliliters of that liquid foreign protein cleanse will fit perfectly inside of an empty Vegetable Double O capsule, and I take one every morning and every evening. A capsule full of foreign protein cleanse twice a day, and I will do it forever. Even as I wear my three and a half milligram nicotine patch, why? I want to prevent every virus or venom on earth they're going to make us sick with in the future. All right, so this segment's being brought to you by Foreign Protein cleanse. For that reason, we just wrapped up the previous segment talking about research studies on Parkinson's and nicotine. And yes, smokers do not develop Parkinson's symptoms as often as non-smokers do. You should find that interesting. They publish this over and over and over that smokers are least affected to get Parkinson's. You're also taught that smokers are the least affected by COVID. But what does our institutions of health want to tell us? Actually, they tell us that uh, nicotine is addictive and that smokers are at higher risk for getting COVID and Parkinson's and every other disease on earth and that is absolutely 100% false, and they are lying to you. All right, so that was Parkinson's. And if you want, there's actually, if you reach out to info at the Dr. you can request an entire presentation I did, and it put together that you can share with your loved ones titled How to Beat Parkinson's. There, I go through all the medications that are commonly prescribed for Parkinson's disease. I show you the drugs in the PowerPoint presentation that you all can get for free. If you know anybody or love anybody who has new onset of Parkinson's, diagnosed with Parkinson's, they need to get this actual presentation. We take you through all the L-DOPA drugs. All the prescription drugs that are the most commonly prescribed Parkinson's. Take you through all of their worst side effects that are published, which all include worsening of Parkinson's symptoms. Also in that document, we tell you the nutrients such as taurine, quercetin, And selenium, vitamin E, that are all proven to reverse, halt, Parkinson's disease, prevent, and reverse. So I take you through that. And then the last part of the Parkinson's presentation is the nicotine recommendations and studies surrounding nicotine and Parkinson's. And then my recommendations for prevention or treating Parkinson's. And you can get that at thedrartishow.com. Go to info, contact us at info at the Dr. Art Show, write an email in, and then we'll make sure we send you that document. All right, so the next two actual disease topics that nicotine has proven to actually be a cure for. Now, After Parkinson's, what I was going to do was present to the world at Butar's Advanced Medicine Conference, God rest his soul. I was actually going to do a presentation on how during the pandemic, they were able to prove nicotine also could reverse... Type 1 diabetes in mammals. Now, what is significant about this information is also they were creating, as they published, they are creating mammals by injecting different forms of venoms, including cobra venom, crate snake venom, cone snail venom, and two mammals. And they published that within 24 hours of injecting these alpha-7 nicotine receptors. That's how they damage cell function. So, venoms are viruses. They all target nicotine receptors. And what I've learned in the last year, and that scientists have already known, is that every beta cell in your pancreas releases or produces venom. I mean, sorry, produces insulin. The beta cells in your pancreas produce insulin, and that venoms bind to those receptors. And they publish that some venoms are irreversible when they bind to these receptors. Some are reversible, some are irreversible. I personally want to believe that they're all all irreversible, but it could explain why it is they can inject some children with vaccines, cause type 1 diabetes, and then tell you that it's juvenile diabetes, uh, or they inherited it, and it will last the rest of their life. If it truly is that some venoms are irreversible, and they bind to those receptors on cells to never be released... They really could be, could be creating irreversible human diseases with venoms in vaccines of all ages. Now, everybody listening, you may wonder, well, if everybody's getting vaccines and they're all being exposed to venoms, why doesn't everybody develop the diabetes? That's not what they're doing. They're not making the same vaccines for all children. Not every hepatitis B virus vaccine they give to every child younger than 24 hours old in America is the same vaccine. No, they develop different batches different lots, so they have varying compounds in their hepatitis B vaccines, and they track all of the lots and batches that medical doctors are going to write in the folders and in the medical records of all people that get the shots over their lifetime, and the pharmaceutical giants absolutely can watch what does their experimental vaccines containing venoms in this batch or this batch. When we divided it and sent it out to multiple cities throughout the world, did everyone in that batch create a type 1 diabetic. And yes, they do. Did uh, that single batch of my uh, Gardasil vaccine, did it produce infertility? Oh my God, yes it did. And 100% of all people they got that version. So this is, it's a global drug experiment. They call the vaccine agenda. They're using the vaccines to create their diseases. They can sell you drugs for for the rest of your life. No different than in this study in 2021 during the pandemic all Also, they're injecting cobra venom, crate snake venom into into mammals, and creating type 1 diabetics in less than 24 hours. Type 1 diabetes in every animal and human is supposedly irreversible. And in these studies, they are turning around after 24 hours of making a diabetic animal, type 1 diabetic. Type 1 is the type of diabetics that require insulin to be injected because they can't make insulin anymore. It's called insulin dependent. In every single one of these cases, they didn't give these animals insulin to reverse their diabetes. They gave them nicotine. And within 24 hours, at the same doses I just listed for the glioblastoma and Parkinson's animals, they reverse type 1 diabetes. After creating it with venoms injected, they then turn around and inject nicotine and reverse it. So how many diabetics are being told around the world that they need nicotine patches, nicotine gums, nicotine pouches to suck on as a cure for diabetes? Zero. Now the question should be why are they all just just studying venoms causing diseases and reversing it with nicotine? Why are they doing that over and over and over? And why aren't any of these scientists getting their nicotine published information to medical doctors to cure diabetics, brain tumor patients and Parkinson's patients? Well, Dr. Ars will make sure everybody knows it. Looking for healing radio is going to make sure you all know it. And then the fourth disease outcome. That they are creating and reversing with just nicotine. I found studies where they're creating by injecting coxsackie virus. Supposedly, coxsackie virus. They're injecting that into animals, mammals, and creating viral myocarditis. Now let that sink in. They know they can inject a virus, which virus, by definition, of the word in Latin means venom. They can inject coxsackie virus or coxsackie venom into these mammals and create within 72 hours. They can create this help scenario. Then they turn around and they inject those animals with nicotine and they are reversing viral myocarditis scarring on the heart. Injury to the heart, they publish. If they administer 0.2 to 0.4 milligrams for every 2.2 pounds of body weight into a mammal, And they only do it for three days. Those doses of nicotine, 100% of the animal's viral myocarditis is completely reversed within 14 days. So three days of nicotine equals 14 days to cure the damage to the heart muscle. Now, how many of you have been told that nicotine helps to reverse heart damage? Anybody? Anybody know a cardiologist recommending nicotine? I don't. There is one right now, Thomas E. Levy, he's getting close. He's been listening to enough of my stuff and reading enough stuff, sharing enough time with me to know that nicotine is actually working and published to do so. So in each of these scenarios, I just want the audiences to be aware here at Looking for Healing Radio, they are publishing the health benefits of nicotine in a myriad of outcomes and diseases. This should tell you something. If all the scientists around the world are being funded by the pharmaceutical giants to investigate the benefits of nicotine, in reversing neurological diseases, cancer diseases, blood sugar management diseases like diabetes, uh, cardiovascular diseases like myocarditis. If they're doing that, what should you be making sure you get into your body every day? Remember, nicotine's and eggplants, so every night, shade vegetable, including tomatoes, white potatoes, cauliflower, celery, tobacco, nicotine patches, gums, pouches, you name it. There's a reason why we'll continue to use nicotine. In this last minute of the show, I want to make sure everybody knows also, I will continue to do these presentations. When Dr. Buttar died, the conference was canceled. His girlfriend at the time, their family, their organizations all decided to cancel all of his stuff, even though I know he would have wanted it to continue. Outside of these four disease outcomes, I was going to show the world how they're reversing it with nicotine. I want to speak to the fact that I have found additional research studies on topics where nicotine has provided either reversing or curing. One of those is... Lou Gehrig's Disease, ALS. They publish that nicotine, daily nicotine, can also stop, reverse, and prevent and cure Lou Gehrig's disease. They also publish that autism adults who have antisocial behavior and aggression, they decided to do a 7-milligram nicotine patch study with them a few years ago, slapped a nicotine patch of 7 milligrams in between all of their shoulder blades. And 100% of them saw their aggression and antisocial behavior tendencies disappear by day seven. And many of those adults that did this study to this day, they continue to wear a nicotine patch every single day. As long as they do, their aggression is gone. Antisocial behavior is improved. And every caregiver has testified that that has continued for up to six and seven and eight years after the study concluded. I am Dr. Brian Artis. This is Looking for Healing Radio. Remember, you can turn, tune in tomorrow. Listen to Nicola Burnett. And then on Wednesday, listen to Dr. Janice Schmidt and Dr. Henry Ely. And then we will all be together on Friday morning. Go to AmericaOutloudradio.com. Click on Schedule. Click on Looking for Healing Radio. And you can submit a question for all of us to answer. And we will answer those every Friday. God bless you. (laughs) And may you have a great week. And I look forward to seeing you next time on Looking for Healing Radio.